Welcome to a Couch Divided podcast where secular psychology meets a Christian worldview with Dr. Robin Hall and Nick Thomas. All right, Nick, sit back and relax. And if you can't, we need to talk about that. <laughs> Prepare to be couched. everyone welcome to couch divided my name is nick thomas alongside with me always the glorious dr robin hall <laughs> hello i was waiting for you to say a couch divided podcast um, and then I, you didn't and i felt like oh wait there's a missing word that was, oh right okay yeah <laughs> um <laughs> we're creatures of habit too, we as well. are so when something is uh <laughs> not included we notice right away wow that is so funny that you say that my first real like profound experience with that uh, in school was when I was attending community college and it was actually in a sociology class and it was the second day of class and the professor who was this marvelous, marvelous African-American man, very educated, uh, he pointed out to the class in this thick, like Louisiana Southern accent, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, now you all <laughs> came in here today <laughs> Just and sat in the same seats, that, you know, like, and he pointed out that we were all sitting in the exact yeah. same seats we had been, you know, two yeah. days earlier or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he goes, kind of like makes you go, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he launched into, and we are creatures of habit. Yeah, so yeah. We yeah. are. People Was it like, the lesson of that day? Uh, I can't remember. Actually, yeah. I don't remember. I just have that kind of that like flashbulb yeah. memory of that experience. I don't remember what we, we go to. What there. we know, it's a yeah. it's a design within us. <laughs> it it helps uh, a lot to straighten. You know, like think about it. If you weren't, you'd always be de trying to decide where to sit. Yeah, <laughs> Instead yeah. Instead of just doing it one time. Well, and <laughs> like, if you walked in the second day and somebody sat in your seat, you'd yeah. be like, "What? What? What? Yeah. How could that's, you take that's my, my chair? Seat. That's my chair." In fact, uh, when I was a child, yes, uh, and so uh, we always sat in the same seats. But when something was disturbed and somebody sat in my seat, we made it a big deal. Like, "Oh, you're in my seat!" Blah blah blah, because we felt that you took it. You don't know what me. to do. You don't know what to do with right. that. Yeah, my the place I go is not there. What do yeah. I do with myself? Right, right, right. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. that doesn't have anything to do with our topic today. But we were commenting right before Nick hit our record button um that this topic does kind of change the atmosphere yeah um maybe that's why you didn't say podcast maybe, at the end yeah. of a couch divided but yeah Could be. <laughs> um before we get into what we're talking about today nick do we have housekeeping always always things? We're getting an influx of messages and followers from uh, either the crossover from Cultish that we did and Sheologians. Yes. Um, and, uh, Welcome, guys. Yeah. By we the love time, you. Yes. By the time this episode come, uh, comes out, uh, you've already heard the Sheologians episode. Yes. So please uh, continue to like and share that uh, with your friends. It was a brilliant conversation. So just, much fun. I just uh, went over it and listened to it. It was, it was great. Joy and Summer are great. Um, and they got a <laughs> phenomenal show over there. So well structured and order, something that I aspire to be. I know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. It, holistically, in my life, they've been too, doing well. it a while. They've had a while to kind of yeah. get in, yeah, and get they into the rhythm of things. Uh, uh, very good chemistry too, as well. Very good sense of humors, and uh, it was just a, a blast doing it. It really guys. was. So I hope that uh, we get to come uh, on their show again, or, or vice versa. Yeah, we'll have to do some more crossovers. Yes, with them. Yeah, it was great, and and then and then cultish Jerry Roberts is always is yeah. always uh, great. So I have a huge idea for like a multi podcast cross crossover event <laughs> yes um sort of omnibus well, of everything yeah. yeah i'm not gonna share it right now with you guys because it's really a brainchild that i'm right trying nurturing and also there's a lot of like persuasion and convincing i think that has to go into <laughs> it um but anyway 
I'm a girl who gets her man. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna work it out. And so yeah, next year we are gonna have some amazing stuff yeah. coming. And then as always, you can reach us on a couch divided podcast. There you go. A couch divided podcast at gmail.com. Right. Uh, emails your questions. We'll get back to you as soon as possible. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook under a couch divided pod. And that would be it for the housekeeping, but we hope to hear from you. Um, we love uh, the fact that you're sharing and liking and, and listening. Yes. It encourages us uh, as and well. We and we do don't forget plan you. to get back to every single one of you guys. Uh, yes. We just, we can't do it all at once. So please bear with us. We right. love getting your messages. Um, you can definitely message us through any of the social media accounts too. Right, right. right. Um, and we are, we, we are also getting informed by many of you kind, kind folks that our website is down, which mm -hmm. we know yep. we're actually in, we're kind of in a process of redesigning that entire uh, area for yeah, the podcast. Wondering what, to, wondering what to do with it and things like that. And uh, we'll yeah. get that up um, as soon as possible. So we know, please be patient with us. Yeah. We're, Thanks for reminding us though, too. That actually does mean you care. Yeah, we love that. Hey, I just wanted to let you know. Yeah, we just you know. wanted to let you guys know we are fully aware. <laughs> yeah, we're fully aware. That Thank you very there. much. I appreciate it. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, welcome. Welcome to the newbies. We love you guys. Yes, yes. All the uh, all the sheologians and cultists uh, audience, uh, yes. we uh, we uh, we welcome you. We hope you find this podcast enlightening. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we. I had feel like it's so heavy. I feel like I mean, I like heavy stuff. I listen to true crime podcasts every week, but um, I was just trying to think about like how if I was objective, you know, if I wasn't connected to our podcast, mm -hmm. would I be able to listen to it like binge it the way? I could binge something else. And I don't know that I could. I yeah. feel like we talk about such heavy stuff a lot of the time. Uh, this is up my alley. Like, so I was totally immersed into the Sheologians crossover podcast, even oh, though yeah. I was on it and so I was fun. there. Oh, you mean listening to it again? Yeah, I was, I went and I was listening to it as an audience, as a fan, um, and then responding to it. So a lot of what I, I talk to myself a lot. When you're single, you talk to yourself. That's just, it's just a known reality. <laughs> But I, I love academia and I think a lot. And so it helps me to engage in the process. Of, oh, I talk to myself yeah. all the time and I'm not single. Yeah, it helps me uh, process uh, and engage in the topic that I'm listening to, to converse with it and sometimes press pause and have a whole dialogue. That is and hilarious. Then, yeah, I do I this all the time. I don't typically press pause unless yeah. somebody's with me and I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking to them. If I'm, if I'm working something out and in my mind, I struck gold, I have to pause it and work it out. Otherwise ah. I feel like a failure. It, it, it won't. It, like, oh it, man. It's, Dr. White does this too as well. He was on a bike ride. He thought of something in uh, his apologetics towards the canon and went home to write it down because he was afraid he was going to forget it. Oh, and he was yeah. already out like a mile, <laughs> you know, away from his house, went back to his house, wrote it down. Then ran and out then, again. And then ran out again. And, and uh, that must and have been more. in the age before you could leave yourself voice notes. On yeah, cell phones. right, right. And I was like, uh, and I forget to do that all the time because I'm very old school. I oh, yeah, write, write it down. down. Yeah. And I go, no, I have a notepad on my phone. Yeah. I don't really think about that. Oh, man. I, <laughs> I have, I utilize pen and paper. I utilize my phone. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, I'm on the hunt for the most, like the best mm -hmm. mom christian mom planner on planet earth <laughs> and i have yet to find it um i've gotten a lot of recommendations but none of them like fully capture what yeah. i want yeah <laughs> but yeah. i am on the lookout for that right it's, and it's, that will be the mother book that will be <laughs> the like, mother book <laughs> like where all the information is kept once i find one or i mean i might end up just creating i was like one if there's not one it's because you right. haven't done it yet Robin. yeah <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, like, uh, again, I, I found myself engaging with the Sheologian podcast that we did on, well, pretty much, um, you know, psychopaths and narcissists yeah, yeah. and all, all that stuff. And, um, and covering some, you know, uh, there's stuff that I've learned since we did that podcast and not from the podcast itself, but just in my normal studies and, mm -hmm. and things like that. And so I wanted to engage in any kind of new knowledge that I had That's as opposed cool. to what I had then. And so, so sometimes that is a self-reflection. How much have I grown? Things like that. Um, it, it really helps set goals uh, for yourself as well. So it's, mm -hmm. it's just an exercise that I do for self-reflection. Wow. You're like well. showing me up on the self-reflection. Again, and, and this is why I bring up that single thing uh, all the time, <laughs> because it's not that anybody that wouldn't be single wouldn't do what I'm sure, doing. Sure. It's just, I have a lot of time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're actually getting ready to do an episode on singleness. Yeah. So yeah. that maybe your brain is thinking with that filter too, just because right. we're getting ready. Anyway. Right. Well, Nick, what are we talking about tonight? 
I don't want to say. Uh, anyways, I'm going to keep them lingering. Let's, no, let, let's ha- guess. We should yeah. do like a live show where they call it. <laughs> well, we, first of all, we are a Couch Divided podcast, right? Yes. Our slogan, right? Our uh, sort of mission statement, um, our virtue is where secular psychology meets a Christian worldview. Yes. Right? Yes. yes. Um, and so we're Christians. We're going to have to understand what the Bible talks about. Um, that the psycho- psychological world uh, that we live in today does not talk about. Um, though we can cross paths and meet up with them, uh, in some truths, there are some other things that they're just not going to acknowledge. And today's topic is about spiritual warfare. and um, Spiritual attack, spiritual sp- warfare. Yes. Um, and uh, all of that, what is, what is... I feel like we should do a dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, would the psycho- uh, psychological world that is secular acknowledge spiritual warfare well Raman, you were a clinical psychologist you could probably answer that <laughs> uh well i was a licensed psychologist yeah. i am i you know you have your doctorate mm-hmm. forever um anyway uh i would say that there is exactly zero um mm-hmm. entertainment uh acknowledgement inclusion mm-hmm. in mainstream psychology mm-hmm. uh uh, related to anything related to spiritual um this specifically like spiritual attack mm-hmm. you know having a spiritual enemy mm-hmm. um it within mainstream psychology now you deal with religious like religious themes a lot mm-hmm. but this as a concept mm-hmm. as a real thing that occurs mm-hmm. um def- i never met anyone that I never met anyone. That, yeah. Yeah. That's, and now um, I'm sure there's people that are practicing clinical psychologists that don't go that route, but maybe are Christians in their personal lives that think about that in the back of their head. Like, is this what, you know, yeah, you know, I'm sure, I'm <laughs> sure yeah, that happens. Sure that happens. Sure. And we, you know, they can't say anything or they don't want to mm-hmm. say anything in fear of whatever, uh, either that they might be wrong or laughed at or well, I excommunicated. Mean, you're not, yeah. <laughs> you're not allowed to proselytize during sessions with people. So, you you know if the person you're working with is not a christian you're not supposed to bring it up yeah um unless they bring it up first kind of but i'm certain that happens yeah Yeah, for sure i'm yeah yeah uh but yeah collectively this is not it's not it isn't something that you would go find a study on right like the influence of spiritual attack right Mm -hmm. on someone's psychology Mm -hmm. that's not a paper that's going to be published um it's not in a DSM. Let's just say it that way, right? The DSM <laughs> doesn't have magazine, yeah, yeah. The DSM doesn't have extreme spiritual warfare and lists three or four criteria. Right. So we want to acknowledge that. Um, we also want to acknowledge more and louder um, that our f- ultimate authority is not the American Psychological Association or the American Psychiatric Association or any of the other associations that kind of sit themselves at the top of mm-hmm. the ladder in these areas yeah Yeah. um our ultimate authority is scripture it's what god tells us to be true and what god says is this is very real Mm -hmm. so that being said how do we like find the place the road Mm -hmm. where we can acknowledge what god says about spiritual attack being at in spiritual warfare Mm -hmm. right um with uh, his sovereignty mm-hmm. and with wisdom to know that there's a lot of other things that could be causing your suffering that isn't necessarily this. Mm-hmm. Where is the, I need a good metaphor. Like the, I think of the picture that comes to my mind is like a country road mm-hmm. with a ditch on either side, yeah. right? Like you want to be on the road. You don't want to be in either mm-hmm. ditch, um, so yeah, how do we acknowledge what's true and how do we practically apply that knowledge around this? Right. Cause I don't think we talk about this a lot. Well, there are, we don't in ref, in our reformed Baptist corner of the world, don't talk about this a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are denominations mm-hmm. that talk about this specific topic a lot. Yeah. They're very familiar with it. Um, in fact, to their own folly, too, as Probably, well. Probably, yeah. So they, to, I think that what ends yeah. up happening, and maybe we'll get here, um, is they 
you overesteem it, mm-hmm. right? You give it a lot more power than it yeah. actually has. Yeah. And uh, I think that it, it's a charge to us, uh, reform people that maybe subscribe to cessationism, uh, which, which I is, do. Which is what, yeah. Nick? Which is Explain really the ceasing. That. Well, I'll, I'll just uh, lamely the, the ceasing of the spiritual gifts, right? Are they still active today kind of thing? Um, but then because of that, we end up throwing the whole baby out with the bathwater and then any spiritual thing right. is not allowed. Yeah, anything that is of this uh, realm mm-hmm. that isn't earthly right. or it, yeah. maybe it's earthly, but it's also spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> not tangible and, um, in the same way. And then what do we do too as well? So like uh, in some streams of Pentecostalism, uh, not all P's or Q's, I just hear me when I say that, <laughs> Um is that they have a spirit for everything and it's always the demon it's always the devil you know and and they're rebuking the spirit of addiction and the spirit of depression and the spirit of homosexuality and the spirit of everything to thinking that's an actual entity that is possessed you and um you could just merely cast it out and they never get around to repentance right (laughs) there's never any personal responsibility involved in in the this, the wreckage of their decision making. While um, the Bible is coded uh, in personal responsibility, it doesn't forego spiritual realities enticing right. those things. And so we need to find a balance, and we need to uh, find a way to connect these things. And so hopefully we do that. Today. Right. Well, I so. mean, ultimately, like the punchline of the gospel is that someone who wasn't due mm-hmm. took full responsibility for our sin. So right. again. <laughs> Where is that middle of the, that middle road? Right, right. Um, and, and you Christians who are uh, a Christian and, and dwelt with the Holy Spirit, do you not realize that God possesses you? Right. That, <laughs> yeah. seriously, guys, <laughs> how ridiculously cool is that? Yeah, yeah. The Spirit of God, once you are, like, in that moment of redemption, mm-hmm. that first millisecond that mm-hmm. you have a fleshy heart, mm-hmm. the Spirit of God lives in your body yeah like what yeah so i love that you went there first because that's going to be my spiritually possessed absolutely yes by the lord (laughs) the holy spirit yeah Yeah. and uh just like our name suggests couch divider right it's stolen from a house divided can not stand against itself (laughs) right right? a house divided will not stand yes um good old abe i think from shakespeare right it it will crumble Mm -hmm. if god possesses you no other entity can possess you. Um, and I believe that fully. Oh yeah. Um, so we'll get to that. I think that yeah. whole, that whole area in this discussion. Sure. Um, but I thought it would be a really good place. I needed to start from a question when we mm-hmm. started prepping for this episode. And the question is, what is spiritual attack? What is spiritual warfare? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, say again our little reformed corner of the universe uh doesn't pay a ton of attention to this mm-hmm. typically right so when we and started it, talking about this as a topic i really the first place that i went in my mind was a kind of what hollywood stereotypically depicts as like mm-hmm. you know demonic oppression and trickery mm-hmm. and uh evil and manipulation and but but very hollywood mm-hmm. you know um the mo- what was the most recent movie we saw uh smile mm-hmm. uh james and i and we oh don't judge well we took our 13 year old niece to see it um with us and it was so it was an it was excellent it was extremely well done and very spooky mm-hmm. but it was about a demonic Mm -hmm. possession right um so that was the picture and i'm so if all i'm trying to say is that for those of you guys that have zero frame of reference for any of this outside of knowing that this is real because i've read it in scripture um i really kind of started from like a blank slate when we Mm -hmm. started prepping for this so um yeah Mm -hmm. what is spiritual attack what is spiritual warfare and uh when i asked nick this question i asked him to give me his summative thoughts Mm -hmm. um an operational definition and i really liked what he came up with so um anything so any entity any entity or otherwise 
that threatens and seeks to separate you from God. That mm-hmm. would be a spiritual attack, mm-hmm. right? So I like the, you know, entity or otherwise, because you brought up that there's a whole lot of ways that this kind of influence can manifest mm-hmm. and ways that we probably don't immediately think of, or at least I didn't mm-hmm. like, you know, false prophets, false preachers, yeah. people that are leading sheep yeah. astray. Um, Fallible worldviews too. Right, as well, right. right. Atheism, yeah. Atheism, agnosticism. Right. And then we have categories like, uh, um, you know, we live in a, a patriarchal culture. Right. Feminism. That seeks you feminism, y'all. right. Uh, woke, whatever, whatever you want to, uh, uh, anything bad that deviates theology, from the word of God. Bad theology. I do believe that when you go, you'll press in on it, you'll find Satan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. At, at yeah. It's, yeah, at its yeah. foundation. He, he's there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So we're going to go, we'll explain, I think, why, you know, that's a good definition, but... Um, we're gonna, we might, we might get a little heavy in scripture this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's super necessary. Yeah. So. And we're not being exhaustive either. No, There's not a, at all. You know, uh, there is studies on demonology, angelology, um, and, uh, the, you know, the doctrine of man, what is sin, all of that mm-hmm. stuff that needs to come into play too, as well. We'd be speaking to you for about three weeks if yeah. we went over every single thing. So we're just going to go over, uh, well, not briefly, but go in uh, in deep in, into some categorical distinctions. Right. Well, you know, what does God say about this? Do I need to be scared? Like all, mm-hmm. you know, should I be creeped out when I'm home alone, you know, on a winter's evening and right. um, tell, tell heart, you know, you start hearing some thumping. Um, <laughs> so, Cause it matters. It matters. And I have personally spoken with, um, multiple people who are very, very, very convinced that they have experienced real like demonic attack and they have some experiences that are difficult to explain. And we know that that happens because it tells us it does in scripture. Mm -hmm. If you guys have a problem with that, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. really plain. And we're about to give you a bunch of scripture too. Mm -hmm. So, um, Nick, who do you think of when we think of that, like an entity Mm -hmm. that would engage in spiritual warfare or, or a spiritual attack? I mean, uh, uh, my first thought was always going to go to demonic activity and Satan. Demonic. Right. right. Uh, and the reason why I separate you know, demonic activity and Satan, uh, it's only because there, uh, Satan has a legion of angels, fallen angels just like him, um, that he took with him when he fell. Um, but there is the big guy, right? <laughs> there is Satan. Um, I don't think that Satan is omnipresent. I don't think that he's everywhere at once, uh, like God. Um, but I do think that there, we live in a plethora of world, uh, uh, in the immaterial side is constant warfare between angels and demons, obviously, and things like that. And we're in the mix. Um, and, uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm going to think of that, but then the, so wait, wait, slow down. I, I mean, I think you just touched on so many things that we need to, so when we're, we refer to spiritual warfare, we're talking about the war mm-hmm. that God says is wa- waged mm-hmm. by two sides, twenty-four mm-hmm. seven, mm-hmm. all the time, constantly. It's happening. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that grander spiritual warfare, yeah. right? We're also talking about mm-hmm. the war that individual Christians make, mm-hmm. right, with their own sin. Mm-hmm once they are Christians. Mm -hmm. And then I I would say like the war we make in response to the spiritual attack. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a large range. Anyway, I just wanted to make sure that we pointed. And and, and that was a a very good point made. And then, and then I also think about, uh, like you said, in some of these ways that they can manifest, right? Uh, Sure. How does these entities influence things around us? And the apostles were very concerned about false prophets um, um, people in there, you know, trying to take away the gospel that they received and give them another gospel. Right. Replace right. pieces of the gospel. Right. Which is what uh, separation you're unified in Christ and they seek to separate you from that. Right. That's again, the same thing again, that the devil does. Right. Yeah. Any entity or th- 
anything that's what nick said we mm-hmm. came up with entity together it's a better word um yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be like it isn't necessarily a demon mm-hmm. behind the scenes right mm-hmm. manipulating this it doesn't have to be that it could be a circumstance it could be mm-hmm. a human person mm-hmm. right it manifests as a false prophet right that leads people away from right. christ right now one uh one uh, pushback that I might get that I may even capitulate to is, well, then it's somewhere along the line, are they operated by, you know, the spirit of the devil or anything like that? Oh, the person. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. Yes. I was like, ultimately you can chalk everything up to if it's unrighteous, the devil's behind it somewhere. Some, <laughs> kind of at its, if you follow right. the chain back yeah. far enough, we're speaking of the categorical distinctions, because again, like you mentioned before, you know, Hollywood has tricked us into thinking that, you know, it's, uh, the demons uh, play parlor tricks all the time and the lights flicker on and off or your head spins around and you, you sp- start spitting out pea soup or something like yeah, that. Right. You know what green, I mean? yeah, green yeah. soup, yeah. <laughs> um, um, you know, uh, the Bible does talk about manifestations of contortion and violence, right, but, right. Uh, but, you know, the... That's not to say, yeah. okay, so that's not to say yeah. that it couldn't manifest that way. <laughs> yeah. But don't fall victim, right? Mm. Don't fall into the trap of believing that that's the only, that that would be the only. Because what about the angel of light concept? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lucifer. Um, Sometimes he comes in your most beautiful dreams and desires. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why we have to be very discerning. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll get into this a little bit, but hath God not said. So we look at hath God not said as far as what we need to do you know, regardless of what we're experiencing at that moment. So. Right. Yeah. Um, actually, Nick, do you have a scripture that talks about the spiritual warfare? Like, right. I'm sure the Psalms, um, before we start talking about specifics about the enemy that we are at war with. Well, as far as spiritual warfare goes, you know, everybody thinks of the whole armor of God in Ephesians six and that, and then, um, that starts in verse 10, so let's just read it, right? So this is Ephesians 6, verse 10. Now, this is a very popular chapter, so I'm not t- saying anything right now that you don't know, but just listen to us, um, and uh, and we'll give you some insight and some maybe things that uh, you didn't realize. So, finally, be strong in the Lord and in, the, in his strength and uh, of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Then he goes on to explain each part of mm, the, the armor, armor, right? Am the I going to go breastplate of righteousness, yeah, the right? Breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, right. you know, the feet of the, the gospel, belt of everything that is true, <laughs> stand firm on because right. these things that he's talking about, the cosmic powers, the present darkness uh, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places, all of these, again, we've already identified they, they manifest itself in all kinds of strange ways. Um, that um, you need to fight with the truth mm-hmm. and stand firm in that truth. If it seeks to bring you away from that truth, you use truth to combat against right. it. Just like Christ did in the garden when, um, you know, he, you know, the devil asked Jesus to turn that stone into bread. You know what I mean? Man may not live on bread alone. Right. And he combated it with truth, right? But every word of the living God shall we stand on kind of thing. That um, happened in a garden? Yeah, yeah, oh, Matthew wow. 4. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Or in the wilderness, yeah. Oh, I can yeah. see. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, in the wilderness. Yeah, um, and uh, and uh, yeah, and that's how it's described. And it also described that they even the devil knew the word of God too as well right. when he quoted Psalm 91. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus was a better exegete. He knew, yeah. how to, he knew what that meant and he knew what the word of God had said. Uh, the whole counsel of God has said so he can make it, uh, his uh, decision. And then the... The devil fled. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So we. I just wanted to make sure that we gave you guys a scripture you could anchor to. Like this, it is very real. Mm-hmm. Right. Scriptures, divine revelation. I'm, we're not saying any of this to scare anyone. And in fact, we 
don't tremble. At, I, at the same time, I don't want you to think about this uh, flippantly. Yeah, but, but absolutely yeah. don't treat yeah. it flippantly, right? So I don't want to scare you, but don't ignore if it. If God takes care to tell us, then we should pay heed, right? right? So um, what uh, what I find interesting about this, uh, this verse that I just read uh, is verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes. Schemes, yeah. Schemes, which means... In order to have a scheme, uh-huh. is that you're it's planning? A plan. It's a plan. It's a conspiracy. It's it, it's well, <laughs> and so a, re- a friend of mine, when uh, she was finished with it, gave me a copy of Charles Spurgeon's uh, mm-hmm. "The Devil, a Defeated Foe," mm-hmm. and the very first sentence of the first chapter is uh, it directs attention to that God Himself encouraged Satan to consider Job. Yeah. Um, and that, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> uh, great short little read, but excellent. And, um, so, uh, you know, all along we need to remember he is a, he's a defeated foe, mm-hmm. but he schemes, he plans, mm-hmm. right? He considers. Yeah. And I would go as far as to say he was defeated in the book of Job. Yeah. And then ultimately he was defeated finally up on the cross where Jesus crushed his head. And it's the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent. serpent. Yeah. Genesis, yeah. And that is Genesis 3.15. That's the ultimate, yep. that's the curse of Satan, but the promise to of his covenant Christ, people. Yep. Yeah. And if you're reformed, you're like, it's the covenant of grace. Exactly. It's yeah. the covenant of grace. <laughs> um, and uh, again, that's a another topic. Okay. So did you have something else you wanted to say about that, Nick? Um, and then, uh, yes, the reason why I bring up Job, and uh, I would say he's defeated in the book of Job, is because God did say, consider, right? Right. He looks at uh, the Satan, right? Uh, Satan, who's an accuser of the brethren, uh, who is an accuser in the face of God of the brethren too as well. And God said, no, he's this. And the devil said, no, he's that, right? So the devil does his thing. God allows him to do that. Mm-hmm. And at the end, God was right. It is God who justifies, right? but Satan who accuses. Now, what does that sound like? That sounds like the gospel. It is God who justifies the elect, Satan who accuses the elect, but ultimately Satan, your number one enemy who accuses you uh, uh, in the presence of God has been defeated. He has no charge over you. So when it says in the scripture that no one can bring a charge over you, Mm -hmm. that's including people as well as Satan. Satan. So we really need to get in our hearts faith and faith alone. How do we combat against that? Well, that's what the whole armor of God is. The feet of the gospel, the breastplate of righteousness, right? The helmet of salvation, understanding these things. Right. And like you, I think the start of that map, right? To all of those pieces of armor is scripture, 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 Mm -hmm. good, being well discipled, Mm -hmm. right? Reading things by esteemed scholars, Mm -hmm. asking questions, Mm -hmm praying all Mm -hmm. of you know i mean it sounds really simple Mm -hmm. but it's time it's time consuming it's energy consuming and you work for armor Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. i mean and these aren't mantras or um or um rituals either this is how you live right so a lot of the times you know um you know people come under uh depression and um maybe it's spiritual warfare maybe it's demonic activity and somebody goes up to you and goes um, did you pray today? Did you claim the promises? Did you, uh, did you read all the way? Did you read your Bible? Well, you should have been fine if you did all that. No, 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 <laughs> that's oh. not what I'm saying. <laughs> and, if you, and if you're saying those things, bless you, please stop. Stop. Yeah. Stop it immediately. However, if I hear that you're not even doing those right. things, but if you aren't doing those, I'm things, not surprised that you're, that you're depressed. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, perfectly said. We need to like figure out a way to put that on a t-shirt or a coffee right. mug or something. The thing is you need tools. The suffering is going to come whether God, uh, regardless of whether you have spiritual disciplines or not. Right, right, right. So you might as well you, be disciplined in a way to, you're, yes, you're to fight. You're going to suffer terribly yeah. or you're going to suffer well. Yes, exactly. And this <clears> is what I tell every addict on the street. Again, you're going to suffer. It looks like you're good at it. You either can suffer unto death or life. You want to try the life part. <laughs> and uh, maybe not so bluntly and so, you know, and at the same time, so bluntly because there is a correct way to suffer. And, and I know that's controversial, but I do believe that right. uh, because God's law doesn't just go uh, with an asterisk and go, Oh, 
well, kid, you're suffering, so don't worry about this. Right. You can sin all you want. You know, it just doesn't happen. It wouldn't happen. A perfect God would never let that happen. And I exalt his name because he doesn't let that happen. Right. It keeps me in check all the time, even in uh, among spiritual warfare. So why are we even bringing up this topic in the first place of spiritual warfare? Oh, yeah. Um, um, only it's only because you know how does this affect our mind how does this affect yeah. our you know and we're a couch divided a we're going to yeah. dive into this how right? as a christian can you be impacted by this uh i mean not just psychologically but like physically um in your day-to-day um yeah and like what one of the things that we have observed um is that like people who are ministry minded, people who are mm-hmm. work like doing work, good work in God's kingdom, mm-hmm. tend to kind of walk around with spiritual targets. Mm. Um, we see, or at least we we observe what we would, yeah, you know, explain as <clears throat> spiritual attack increase. Right. Around activities Mm -hmm. that are used to bring people right to Christ to promote unity among the church, anything like that. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's what Satan Mm -hmm. seeks to just to to do. And so if your purpose is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Right. And you're fulfilled holistically in that purpose, both material and immaterial. Your spirit and your body are shaking hands Mm -hmm. and they're walking in tandem, exalting uh, God. Right. And uh, you have a a clear mind and everything's great. What would happen with, you know, a discontinuity of that? Mm -hmm. What would happen in a separation of that? Would your mind become depressed? Well, probably. Most likely. Um, uh, and, yeah. and everybody's different to one extreme to the next. Yeah. Right. So we have categories of anxiety. <laughs> we have suicidal ideation. We have a lot of things, uh, that go on, uh, in the human mind because of spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. And if we do not put on the whole armor of God, um, and at fight though, you may have that, those dings in your armor, right? They hurt. Mm hmm. Um, you still be able to walk forward in light of the fact that you will rise one day, which is the way we end every single podcast. Right, right. That he's overcome the world. Take so heart, you, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we wanted to talk a little bit about, well, we needed to talk a little bit about um, if we're at if we're at spiritual war, right? If we can be influenced by spiritual attack, mm-hmm. who is our spiritual foe who is our spiritual enemy um we've you know we've already talked about it a little bit but we thought it would be a good idea to acquaint ourselves again and then for you guys kind of just give a an overview of some of the attributes of satan mm-hmm. um because how do you fight a war w- wisely right you know your enemy. you know your enemy yeah um okay yeah so nick who is our spiritual foe right we just mentioned what what is our spiritual foe (laughs) right we just mentioned them and uh, let's just break it down this way um we are sinful we are totally depraved in our sin and maybe we'll get into total depravity a, a, a little later but you know the doctrine as original sin right in a world of sin satan who is the father of that sin and lies um is going to be your number one enemy, especially if you're combating against sin. If you're combating against sin, that means you have righteousness in you, and Satan will seek to destroy that. Right, right. Now, again, every single person combats against things that they don't like, believer and unbeliever. The only the, the only difference is that the believer understands the nature of sin. Right. So your number one enemy right. <laughs> is Satan, who ruled you at one time and right. now doesn't. Doesn't anymore. All right, so he's... Um, He's kind of mad about that. <laughs> yes. If you want to put it right. that way. Well, and he knows too, ultimately, that he won't be able to separate you from the love of yeah. Christ. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So. And this is the uh, one of the, the promises that right. we have. I've talked to a lot of people who um, ha- are believers who love Jesus, who are struggling in some kind of sin, who think that they've fallen away um, because the devil's just too powerful for them. 
you know, um, yeah, yeah. and believe now that they're not even saved and then they're under the thumb of devil and there's no way out of it. Right. Of I've heard people actually explicitly say that, not just because of their sin, but because of the devil. Right. Thing. And uh, we want to stay away from the devil made me do it. We also yeah. don't want to forego him. Um, but then also that's bad theology too as well, yes. because nothing can separate you from the Lord. It's just an issue of if you, if, if you had him. Right, right, right. Kind of thing. And like, uh, first of all, I an never, unbeliever wouldn't be worried about what they're saying. Right. Right. Now, and so. I, I never knew you. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, and I think that leads us to another good point that we're going to continue to make throughout this, the rest of this episode and is always true. God must give permission to Satan. Mm-hmm. You don't ever, as a believing Christian, need to be afraid of him in that way. Mm-hmm. Where did so, uh, And so obviously we see that in the book of Job. Right, right, right. Did you consider my uh, servant Job? Did you, right? Have you considered my but servant Job? But then also Job? Jesus looks at Peter and says, Satan has requested to sift you like wheat. And he goes, but I have prayed for you so that your faith may not fail. And when you turn and when you turn back, strengthen the brethren, mm-hmm. which means he was going to fall away in, in, in such a way where it wasn't definitive. Right. But where it was temporal. Right. Um, so we do see sometimes that right a, a, a strong believer fall back you get discouraged right well, we haven't seen him for a year and all of a sudden man i was just i couldn't do it anymore i was convicted and, I knew and i'm I, back I, I, yeah i'm back and then faithful right right, right. <laughs> you know right. Uh, we we do see that and we hope that's the case yes, uh, uh, that is always the right. hope yeah and so god is, is so merciful uh in, in in that regard uh, that Jesus did pray for your faith. Yeah. Not just Peter's, but in the um, uh, the high priestly prayer in the right. garden at, at John chapter 17, um, he's praying not for the world, but for the ones that the Father has given him, that their faith may not fail. So you have to understand that Jesus, wait, what do you think about this? Jesus, when he answers a prayer, um, God did not say no. Right. <laughs> Why? Because Jesus always answered according to God's will, always asked according to God's will. Um, and he's given us the image to do that. Um, so, yeah, nothing can separate you from the Lord. Right. Uh, he says that you are one. I can't wrap my head around this, but he says that you are one with God as he is one with God. Which I can't. I can't really wrap my head. I believe it. I but, be- um, well, I know it's true. Yeah, I know it's true. And I have to rest <laughs> on that. I'm not like my heart. I don't think has caught up with that because yeah. I just don't comprehend it. Because we're Entirely. sinful. Because we're sinful. I mean, mm. our own thoughts condemn us, let alone our actions. Right. Thereafter. Like our very yeah. thoughts <laughs> separate us from from God. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, we wanted to talk specifically about Satan, the devil, right? Mm-hmm. And then also this concept of demons, right? Which we see... Um, all Like all through the Gospels, there are mm-hmm. several accounts... Um, so though we kind of like our spiritual enemy really is kind of categorized mm-hmm. in right those two categories mm-hmm. not that like you know a <laughs> a false prophet is like an, a demon walking around in a human suit <laughs> yeah. i don't mean that uh, but definitely influenced but by they're influence yeah. right satan's influence could manifest yeah. in that way absolutely i'm so. pretty sure there's false prophets out there that qualify for being a false prophet that are demon possessed i anything uh, can happen in this strange sure, world sure sure but yes um do i think joel olstein is demon possessed no. no but i do think he's a false teacher false i do prophet. yes and um i do think it's and a, what he says yeah. is wicked yeah very greedy and it leads yeah. people away from the true mm-hmm. gospel so yeah i uh, i do believe that um it's the uh, sort of the uh, uh how jude defines uh, a false prophet um as being you know uh you know, uh, almost the spirit of Cain, Korah, and Balaam, and yeah. and, and and Balaam was uh, was greedy. <laughs> greedy. So uh, the nature of today's false prophets, uh, you know, it's like Creflo Dollar, Joel Olstein, Kenneth Copeland. It's always money, 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 yeah. money, more, 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 more. And maybe that's the general atmosphere of a false prophet, because um, I don't think that Joel Olstein would murder me. Um, like Cain did, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, his brother. Um, but I do believe he wants everything that I got mm-hmm. to where it would lead to my death. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. He would turn the other way if I was going to grow sick by it. Yeah. Um, and therefore, yeah, you can say he's a murderer in that way. But, um, no, no, he's greedy. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, extremely greedy. Yeah. Um, okay. So what are, what are demons, mm-hmm. Nick? What are, give us a... <laughs> yeah. 
So it's such a light topic. <laughs> so, so it actually, you know, uh, there's a lot of streams uh, of thoughts on here too, as well. That and we have the concept of fallen angels, and then we have the concept of demons. Right? Uh, we see demons in the New Testament. They don't really show up in the Old Testament. Yeah. Fallen angels do, but not in the New Testament. So are these parallel with each other? Are demons the same thing as fallen angels? I take the position that they are. Yeah, I think uh, so. Th- I, that I do not separate these things. But I do know some people that do separate the fact that there are demons and then fallen angels. Yeah. And uh, and they there is a biblical reason for that. Um, I just haven't found any evidence uh, of that. Yeah. Well, well, so and also, I don't, I don't know that that it matters that we make that distinction if there is one. Yeah. We're still grouping them together. Yeah. Uh, they're they obvious- are right. They yeah. they belong to the father of lies, yeah. Satan himself. Now remember, God is the creator of all things, right. Too as well. So nothing has you know come into being you know uh, without him, right. Without his say so. Um, so it, it behooves me to think that. Uh, you know, if demons didn't show up in the Old Testament and fallen angels do, then this is just the Greek word that we use for that. Right, which right. Which is, you know, demon. Right. Daemon. Uh, again, like we said at the beginning, um, it, there are, there's seriously so much good information out there. Um, I know Apologia Studios has a whole archive where you can spend a lot more time learning about these specific topics right yeah, and exploring durbin, them yourself yeah Jeff durbin will talk about spiritual warfare and you know well, I, and a demonology like the right. angelology like you said and then you know how they exist today is it an abundance is it not an abundance um we won't go too deep into that but i hold a particular eschatology that shows as the kingdom of god progresses uh, god's enemies get less um, and uh, I think that includes the immaterial world as well. What that looks like in today, I do not know. Um, um, but uh, there you go. There's the doctrine <laughs> no, right. as far as that. So yeah. de- like demons would be spiritual creatures, fallen mm-hmm. angels, probably. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so um, one of the first things that we learn about Satan mm-hmm. Is that he is a liar, right? Um, and we see that in John eight forty four. Yeah, yeah. And John eight forty four reads as this: "You are of your father the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies." And how many times did he call him a liar? (laughs) Lots and lots. The father of lies, right? Three times in there already. Um, And uh, so we know this, like his nature is to deceive. Yes. The deceiver. And he will lie to you, lie to you. Now, what is the nature of those lies, right? Um, Uh, The gambit. Yeah. (laughs) Really. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's so dangerous to try and categorically define this is spiritual attack when you move from circumstance to circumstance, you have to reconsider everything, I think, um, in order to really make that discernment. Okay, so um, we know, that I think it, it was super clear, right, that uh, Jesus is describing Satan as the father of lies. Um, in Second Corinthians 11, we get more confirmation of that deceiver. Uh, you want to read that, Nick? Second Corinthians 11, 3 through 4, but I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. For if someone comes and proclaims another Jesus, then the one we proclaimed, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received, or if you accept a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it readily. Indeed, I consider that I am not in the least inferior to the super apostles. So, and there was other uh, people coming in um, there, spreading another gospel. And just as the serpent deceived Eve, the false prophets do likewise to you. Right. Um, and so, very like parallel, right? From the first sin that happened, it it perpetuates. What was the first sin? Hath God? Not, he's a liar. Right. Right. right? We see this uh, this same kind of um, aspect in here. A liar. By way of false prophets. Right, deceiving. And that was Paul's number one concern about the church, is false prophets. And that is what he's talking about right here, yeah. Mm -hmm. Be careful, beware. Um, 
Another thing that we know about Satan, we've talked about this already, is that he leads people astray. Um, remember, like his primary objective is to separate from God. Yes. To separate and divide. Um, so we see that in 1 John 4, 1. Nick, you want to read that yep. for us? Okay. First John 4, 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. And I'm going to read uh, a verse two uh, as well. By this you will know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come into the flesh and is from God, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is from God, um, this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard uh, was coming and now is in the world already. Listen up, pre-millennials. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> and is in the world already. Many false prophets, mm -hmm. many fa uh, antichrists have come into the world, and it's the same thing, right? Uh, strange spirits, strange gospel, mm -hmm. discontinuity in what you believe in the unity of the Lord. Right, you know what I mean? right. Um, this is what the devil does, especially after his head's crushed. Right, um, I'm going to try to separate you from that ease my wounds if you will right, if you want to say right. it that way um and i do Take believe as much spoil as i can for now right right i mean jesus has given gifts to all men as he ascended right the spoil is his <laughs> and he's released it onto all uh, all of mankind these are the things that we need to know to combat against the devil's lies right because it's not that the devil has but he will lie to you right what do you um, combat any lie right. with the truth. Right, the truth. Um, and that you can stand up on there. This is why it's always important. Eve, Adam and Eve would have been better off uh, saying to Satan, no, you know, God had, uh, God hath said. Right. And so therefore we do not do. Right. Not listening to his cunning, right? right. To his, his deception, lies and right. go, oh, well, I guess I can't eat the fruit. I, you, know, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, well, why did he say that? <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. Um, to bring down, to accuse you mm -hmm. and to smite you. Um, and his accusations um, um, are what he's about. I mean, that's really what Satan means, right? The, the accuser, accuser, the chief oppressor, if you want to say it that way, mm -hmm. um, which I've heard before too as well. He is the chief oppressor. And, and there's m m uh, many more things to describe the attributes of Satan as well. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, uh, lies. Uh, false gospel, uh, trickery, uh, you know, to separate you from the Lord are the major components right, uh, right. of that. But then what does he look like and things like that? Right. And How does that manifest? We want to give you guys what we can, like what practical filters and tools mm -hmm. you can use to mm -hmm. be wise and discerning right. about these things and to, you know, build up that armor. Yeah. The breastplate of God. I and love I'll, that so much. And the I'll breast even, plate, of, plate of righteousness. And on the next episode, I'll even dive into how um, the prophet Ezekiel describes uh, Satan. Um, okay. And uh, it actually is paralleling him with uh, a particular king um, as well. Oh, interesting. Um, and so very interesting uh, how he does that. It pops up in Isaiah. In, uh, Isaiah um, <laughs> said it just like an English man. I know, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah. Um, uh, but we're going to concentrate on Ezekiel as well. And so um, we'll uh, we'll do that in the next episode. And uh, Awesome. And, and uh, hopefully this will be enlightening to you. Um, please, please. I mean, we know that... Um, uh, that suffering is heavy and we know that temptations um, are abundant, especially in the Chris, uh, Chris, Christian atmosphere um, of the knowledge of sin and in uh, righteousness. Always combat it with the truth. Understand that even in your sufferings, um, that Christ has crushed the head of, a, uh, head of the serpent and so you can take heart. Take heart. He has overcome the world. Love you guys. Bye-bye.